What's up everybody? My name is Josh Miller and welcome to the first ever edition of the LOL podcast. Well, today I am losing my podcast virginity, so to speak. This is the first time I've ever ventured into podcasting. It's something I've thought about doing for a long time, something I've wanted to do, and today I'm finally taking the plunge. So hopefully this will be the first of uh, many podcasts. I'm going to try to do this on a weekly basis, but uh, don't hold me to that. But uh, welcome and thanks for listening. Now, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at azjoshm on Twitter. Uh, you can email me at announceraz at coxcox.net. Now, who am I? Uh, I'm a guy who is a Phoenix, Arizona native, a sports fan of the University of Arizona, and a fan of a lot of the things here in, uh, in Arizona. I live in Scottsdale. I'm a graduate of the University of Arizona, and I'm a sports public address announcer. I do uh, spring training for the San Francisco Giants uh, here in Scottsdale. The spring training just ended, so I got a little bit of a free time on my hands, so I uh, figured I'd give this podcasting thing a try. Now, the other uh, notable thing about me, I guess, is uh, I was the individual whose license plate was uh, uh, threatened to be taken away by the Arizona Department of Transportation, uh, hence the name of my podcast, the LOL Podcast. My uh, license plate is L-O-L-A-S-U, uh, which is laughing out loud, of course, at Arizona State University, which uh, a lot of people do, and uh, uh, ADOT didn't like it. They uh, tried to take it away, and uh, my story went viral, and I ended up on all the local TV stations. So if you're not familiar with that story, you can Google uh, LOLASU license plate, and you can find out way more about my license plate than you need to know. So uh, now that I got the uh, introduction out of the way, uh, let's get to the podcast. Now, one of the features I'm going to incorporate into this podcast is going to be the LOL of the week. Uh, it'll be an individual or an organization, somebody that really collectively we can all laugh out loud about. Uh, now, we always laugh out loud at ASU. That's just because, well, they're ASU. But uh, this week's LOL of the week is actually going to go to the top of ASU, the president of the university, Michael Crow. Now, uh, ASU just recently introduced a new basketball coach. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, they, they hired Bobby Hurley, former Duke point guard, a guy that a lot of America found annoying and um, didn't like in the uh, early 90s. But now uh, he's the basketball coach at ASU. Uh, the university recently held a press conference to introduce him to the, the media and, and people in general. And... Uh, Hurley was asked a question by a reporter by the name of Zach Rosenblatt from the Tucson newspaper, the uh, Arizona Daily Star. Well, uh, instead of letting Hurley answer the question, which happened to be about the U of A versus ASU rivalry, uh, Michael Crow, the president of the university, interrupted and uh, basically uh, put the reporter on the spot about being from Tucson and said uh, uh, to ask him how it's gone lately. And then he uh, took a shot about uh, U of A trying to get to 500 against ASU. Well, let's dig into that comment. Um, sure, uh, Arizona State is 9-8 and eight versus U of A since 2008. But 
uh, two of those years were against interim coaches. Um, Kevin O'Neill and uh, Russ Pinnell, who are uh, no longer coaching at the Division I level. Uh, neither one of them are, so uh, take that for a grain of salt. Uh, the other piece about it is that um, while ASU is firing their coach, they're lauding his achievement of uh, having uh, one game over 500 record versus Arizona uh, since 2008. So that's an interesting uh, tidbit. Um, if he was that good, you probably wouldn't have fired him. Uh, finally, uh, for a school who trails the all-time series 146 to 82, um, saying that uh, Arizona's trying to get to 500 is, is kind of laughable. Uh, not to mention the fact that Arizona continues to be one of the premier programs in the nation. Uh, two straight Elite Eights, uh, three Elite Eights since 2011, and uh, again, ASU, in uh, the nine years Herb Sendek, the previous coaches there, went to the tournament twice, and I believe they might have won one game. So, um, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's LOL at uh, Michael Crow. Uh, good luck there uh, trying to get to 500 versus Arizona all time. Uh, you got a ways to go. Well, on that note, uh, let's talk a little bit about Bobby Hurley. Uh, a lot of ASU fans that I know and I follow on Twitter are very excited uh, to bring Bobby Hurley in as the coach over Herb Sendek. Now, Hurley has coached in Division One for exactly two years at uh, at Buffalo. Uh, this past season, he got to the tournament. Uh, he had a 23 and 10 record, but his overall record in uh, the two years is just 42 and 20. Um, well, just not just so 42 and 20 is a, is a fairly good record. But um, again, uh, he was the coach of Buffalo. In my opinion, it's a lot easier to get to the tournament by uh, winning a mid-major than it is. Uh, playing a quality schedule in a quality league like the Pac-12 and uh, trying to get there. Uh, Herb Sendek had a tough time after seeing success with his previous stop at North Carolina State. Now the ASU job uh, is a job that historically has been a coach killer. Uh, Rob Evans, the coach prior to Herb Sendek, uh, had uh, success at Ole Miss and he went to ASU and never coached again. Uh, Bill Frieder had success at Michigan and uh, prior to going to ASU. Uh, once he went to ASU, he never coached again at the Division I level. So, uh, if people are excited about Hurley for his two-year stint in Buffalo, um, how does that translate to ASU? I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not an insider. But on the surface, I would be concerned. Uh, he doesn't appear to have any ties to the West Coast, where ASU needs to recruit. Obviously, Pac-12 territory, uh, California, uh, Washington, Oregon, uh, maybe into Texas as well. Uh, but um, a guy coming from the East Coast, uh, grew up in, in New Jersey. Uh, his dad was a, a high school coach there, a legendary high school coach on the East Coast. Uh, early played at Duke, of course. Um, you know, everything has been to in, in the, on the East Coast for him, and he doesn't appear to have West Coast ties uh, for recruiting. 
which if I were ASU or an ASU fan, which luckily I'm not, I'd be concerned. Um, now, what does that mean? It might mean nothing. Uh, Sean Miller came from Xavier in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, he's done very well in the West. He's done very well nationwide. But Arizona is a school that you can recruit nationwide based on uh, the program and the history and Lute Olson's, uh, uh, what Lute Olson has done for the program to build it prior to Sean Miller being there. ASU has virtually no history in basketball. They've had very little success, and uh, the, the name and the facilities that they have uh, don't inspire recruits to uh, to want to go there. So, uh, you know, good luck to him. If, if they're good, it's, it's better for U of A. It's better for the rivalry. It's better for the conference. So I hope he has success. Uh, but on the other hand, um, I'd be skeptical. But, uh, but we'll see. That's why they play the games. He might uh, turn out to be very good. He might turn out to, uh, to stink. So who knows? Uh, so on to another topic. Uh, uh, something near and dear to my heart is, is baseball. You know, I'm, a, I'm a baseball fan. It's my favorite sport. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a public address announcer. I do spring training uh, for the three-time world champion San Francisco Giants. Now, they haven't given me a ring yet, but uh, maybe one day they will. Or maybe one day I'll uh, have a job as a full-time uh, public address announcer for a, a regular season team. Uh, but that would be nice. But I, I enjoy working for the Giants. They're a great organization. Now, living here in Phoenix, uh, the local team, of course, is the Diamondbacks. Now, I can't say I'm a Diamondbacks fan. Uh, I enjoyed watching them in their earlier days when... Uh, uh, they were very competitive. They, of course, won the World Series uh, in just their third year, and then they fell on some tough times. Uh, their current ownership hasn't done anything to inspire uh, people to be a big fan of them, but uh, we'll see. They've got a very young team. Uh, they hired uh, one of my favorite managers of all time, Tony La Russa, to run their baseball operations, and uh, he's made some changes. He brought in a new general manager, Dave Stewart. He brought in uh, Chip Hale, a former Arizona Wildcat, to manage. So you got to like that. Um, and uh, a lot of changes on the field. They're a very young team. Uh, they have some decent offensive players. Of course, Paul Goldschmidt's one of the better uh, first basemen in, in Major League Baseball. They've got youth around the field, at, uh, in the infield. Um, you know, some interesting uh, outfielders, including Mark Trumbo. Who hits with a lot of power but doesn't do a lot of uh, else, uh, and then an interesting situation at catcher where they basically have a, a career minor leaguer starting, in the name of Tuffy Ghostwitch, uh, an ASU guy. So aside from that, um, his resume is not very impressive, and uh, I was very surprised that Tony La Russa was going with a guy like that uh, as a starting catcher with a major league club. I'd imagine they uh, are going to improve that later on. Um, but uh, the National League West should be interesting. Uh, the Giants, of course, are the defending champions. Uh, they've had some injury issues already in the year, and, well, it is an odd year, and uh, they've won the last three World Series held in even years, so they might not do as well this year. The Dodgers are spending uh, as much money as possible, and they have a very good team, but uh, they have a very bad bullpen, and they've had a very bad bullpen for several years. Uh, so... We'll see if that will uh, do anything as far as uh, 
getting them to the next level. They've, they've lost in the playoffs in the last couple of years. Uh, the Padres are an interesting team as well. The Padres spent a lot of money uh, in the offseason. They brought in uh, Justin and B.J. Upton. They brought in Matt Kemp. They brought in James Shields from the American League Champion Royals. Uh, and uh, a lot of people were talking about them as a National League West uh, potential uh, contender. Uh, so, of course, it's early in the season. The season's a week old. Um, but uh, you know, they're 4-3. and three. Um, The Diamondbacks are 3-3 three and three at 500, which uh, uh, is... Uh, in some respects surprising because they played the Giants and the Dodgers the first two series of the season uh, which of course uh, are considered contenders by a lot of people so uh, the National League West race will be very interesting to keep an eye on uh, between the Padres, uh, the Dodgers and potentially the Giants and maybe see how the Dimebacks are going to do um, I don't think the Rockies will be uh, much threat to win the division. Uh, they don't have a lot of offense other than Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez had a bad season last year. He'll have to rebound. And their pitching staff just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Uh, so uh, that's the local baseball take. Um, and uh, next thing I'll, I'll talk a little bit about is uh, the Phoenix Suns. Now, have to give you a little bit of a background here. Uh, growing up, when I was a kid in Phoenix, the only professional sports team here was the Suns. I grew up going to their basketball camps. I grew up a Suns fan first and foremost before anything else. I loved the Suns before I loved baseball. I loved the Suns uh, really as long as I can remember. I grew up with uh, Larry Nance, Walt Davis, uh, Kyle Macy, Maurice Lucas, watching guys like that play in the old Veterans Memorial Coliseum on McDowell. So the Suns are near and dear to my heart. Uh, since 2010, however, they've, uh, they, they, they've been in bad shape. And uh, this year, after some surprising success last year, uh, winning 48 games but failing to make the playoffs, um, this year's been a disaster. Uh, they've had players snipe at them and snipe at the front office and the media. They've uh, traded some players and uh, had press conferences criticizing the traded players. Um, the bottom line is with the Suns, uh, fans aren't showing up. Uh, the local media doesn't really talk about them much. Um, uh, it's really a shame. It, it, it saddens me to watch the team play because. The players that are on the court are not likable players. Eric Bledsoe's a good, talented player, but um, he gets a lot of technical fouls. He turns the ball over more than he should as a point guard. Um, and he just doesn't have the, the outgoing personality that uh, that the fans have seemed to, uh, to, to attach to, like uh, uh, players in the past. Um, the Morris brothers, uh, people uh, don't really like them. Uh, they get a lot of technical fouls as well. In fact, uh, they're they're up there in the league lead. I don't know if they're if uh, Markeith is number one, but he's pretty close. Um, and they're also being investigated for an assault that happened earlier this year in Phoenix. Um, they apparently assaulted a man outside of a gym uh, for uh, allegedly sending uh, 
text messages of a sexual nature to their mother. Now, uh, maybe it's me. If you're a professional athlete that makes millions of dollars and uh, these guys just got contract extensions this past offseason, um, so they do make millions of dollars, uh, maybe you shouldn't put yourself in that situation. If you find out somebody's doing something that hurt your family um, and you've got millions of dollars, uh, maybe you, I don't know, pay someone to take care of it for you. But uh, beating a man to the point where he uh, has to go to the hospital and uh, has a fractured skull, I believe I read, um, is not a good look for a professional athlete. Now, uh, this brings up uh, the point, do these guys even belong on the Suns' uh, roster? Do they belong in the organization anymore? Um, the previous owner, Jerry Colangelo, who I uh, greatly respected, uh, most likely would have got rid of these guys. Um, he didn't stand for any off-the-court nonsense. Uh, Jason Kidd had a domestic incident when he was here to trade him. Um, there was a pitcher from the Diamondbacks named Bobby Schwinnard who assaulted his wife, or pulled a gun on his wife, I believe it was, and uh, Jerry Colangelo, who owned the Diamondbacks at that time as well, released him. Um, there was a guy by the name of Gerard Mustoff who was uh, being investigated for murder, uh, reportedly had his girlfriend murdered. Um, he, of course, was... Uh, the Suns got rid of him as well. So Jerry Colangelo uh, brought in character guys. He brought in talented individuals and did not stand for any nonsense off the court. He got rid of guys if there was uh, ever a question on one's character. Um, they went through a, a major drug scandal in uh, 1987. And uh, Walt Davis, who at the time was the leading scorer in Suns history, actually still is, um, was not re-signed as a free agent because uh, he had some off-the-court issues. So um, there was a higher standard of player back then. Um, the current ownership doesn't seem to have that. Uh, a couple years ago, they brought in Michael Beasley, who uh, was well-known to have uh, substance uh, abuse issues. Um, the, the Morris brothers with this incident. Uh, there's been other guys. Sebastian Telfair, who had been arrested previously. Um, Jason Richardson, who came to the Suns and got a couple of DUIs. So um, it's just not the same franchise anymore. It's not uh, uh, fun to watch guys that just don't seem to have good character. Um, as a parent, it's not a franchise that um, I, I really uh, like to share with my kids. I don't like them to see uh, pro athletes that are getting in trouble. I, I like them to uh, be able to look up to these guys. So, you know, I, I hope at some point Robert Sarver, the Suns owner, uh, figures out that this market, this Phoenix uh, market, uh, wants to hold its players to a higher standard. Uh, either that or I hope he decides to get out of sports. I don't think he's a good owner. I think uh, that a team that has had success like the Suns have had in the past to not make the playoffs for five years running um, is a disaster, and I think it starts at the top. Um, so uh, I, I, I implore you, Robert Sarver, 
I know you're not listening, but I, I implore Robert Sarver to consider selling the Phoenix Suns and um, get out of the sports business. Save the franchise, please. No one is going to the games. No one likes the players on the roster. No one likes you, Robert Sarver. Uh, get out of town. Well, I really don't want to drag this first podcast on for a long time, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off for now. Um, hopefully I'll be back next week with uh, you know some more topics to talk about. Uh, so if you listen, I thank you very much. I'd like you to uh, give me some feedback, uh, talk to me about uh, maybe some ideas you have to improve it, or uh, you know maybe just tell me I suck or tell me I did a good job. But again, it's my first podcast ever, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. So thanks for listening, and uh, I'll sign off for now. Uh, have a great day, night, uh, weekend, week, whatever it is, whenever you're listening, but uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, take care.